Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today, I want to talk about sex and marriage as designed by God. So, first, we need to look at the text, which comes from Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 24. Please ignore the extra 18 and my stupidity. I guess it got put on there. Uh, <clears throat> then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper, fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up in its place with the flesh. And the rib that Lord, the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Uh, what I find particularly interesting about that set of texts is God went through the trouble of creating Eve in a different way than he created Adam. When he created Adam, it says that he formed the dust breathed the breath of life into his nostrils and Adam was created but then he takes the time out to clearly and distinctly make a separate being in Eve in a different fashion than he created Adam which we'll get back to later it is clear through the text that God has a blueprint for sex and marriage it is clearly stated that sex is within the confines of marriage. That's a good question of why is sex within the confines of marriage. So the question becomes is what is so special about sex that is confined to marriage and how has the culture screwed this up? Another good question that we'll get to. A warning, speculation ensues on my part through the rest of the video because that's where the text ends. So, I believe sex and marriage is the reunification of the masculine and feminine in both flesh and spirit. Adam states, she is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. So, I would surmise that God has both a masculine and feminine spirit and that he had breathed both into Adam. But then, so, so very distinctly separated them into two beings at the creation of Eve. That's where we get back to this idea that God removes the rib from Adam to create Eve. So he creates something that is both like Adam and yet is a distinctly separate thing from Adam. So it is both it, it's with the with taking the rib bone and creating a whole new being from just that one piece of Adam he says 
this woman is part of you and Adam gives reverence to that when he says she is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh and yet so distinctly different from Adam in the ways that matter I believe at this point God separates the masculine and feminine spirit from within Adam and gives that feminine spirit to Eve so that he is created two com completely different beings that are alike that have enough overlap to be alike but are separate enough to be she is his helper and she is something that is like enough to him but also opposite of him so that's why two different spirits This makes sex the reunification of the masculine and feminine in spirit and flesh and is therefore holy in the sight of God when inside the confines of marriage. Again, we're going to come back to that. Why within the confines of marriage? The question becomes how and why did society get this wrong? Where does same-sex marriage come into play? That's another very good question. I believe the fight over same-sex marriage was lost before it started. At some point in the history, marriage was given over to the state. When this occurred, it became the right of the state to make a law in regard to marriage. Which I know might make some people mad that I said that. Christians were never good at articulating what marriage actually is. They claimed it was about having children, but that failed. Biblical can't claims don't matter in a secular state either. So when marriage was given to the state, what does that actually mean? Well, it means now that it's a secular state, marriage being controlled by a secular state, they cannot they cannot make claims that same-sex attracted couples cannot be married because that's discriminating. If, if a traditional married couple gets certain benefits from the state for being married, then the same-sex couples get the same benefits from being married. And that's what the fight supposedly was about. And I'll leave that there because I don't know if there's going to be a further fight on our hands about that or not. But... I'm sorry to say that Christians have lost that battle because they gave it to the state and now the state gets to decide and that's where we that's where we land on that one perhaps was what was laid out in the previous slides should have been and not should have been the argument either way the war was lost before the first battle and and that's where that's where we fall on it now it's like we have to tell this generation and the next generations that look here's the mistake we made or here's the mistake that was made this was given to the state the state got to choose the state made a decision that does not mean that we have to agree with those decisions and going forward if you live out your life like X then things will be significantly better for you and that's not just 
because it's written in the Bible. It's for reasons, logical reasons that you can show them. Say, hey, when you do these things that were upheld all the way up through and into the mid and late 50s, things will go better for you. And they can observe that and say, oh yeah, things, you know, things were better. The divorce rate was lower, you know, and a, a multitude of other things that they can look at and say, yes, things were better because these sort of standards were followed. So, where this one really hits home with me, and I think Paul Vanderclay has done a good job on his video series about this, but where it hits home for me is, I do have an, an uncle who suffers from same-sex attraction, and he's been with the same partner most all of my life. So, in a secular state that we live in now, I cannot tell, it, it wouldn't, it would be wrong of me to say, well, I'm going to wield the power of the state against you and say that you should not have the same benefits of marriage that I and my wife have. Because it now, if this was a Christian state, not a big deal. It's a secular state that makes all the difference in the world. Under a secular framework, it is not my right to wield the power of the state against that. And I think that's that's one of the major reasons the church failed. Is the church should have been able to say that's a mistake that was made. It was handed over to the state. Now they own it. They get to make the decision. Uh, that's all I have for now, guys. As always, leave me a comment down below, and I will see you next time.